Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And this morning, uh, things have, or this past week, had a number of things that kind of changed as we have uh, went through the week. Really, this week, I was planning on us looking in Luke 24. And really had been for some time planning on us looking in Luke chapter number 24. And we were going to look in Luke 24 and look at how those that were on the road to Emmaus were there with, with Jesus, but they didn't even know it was Jesus. You know, really just just wondering, you know, would you recognize Jesus? You know, they didn't recognize Jesus until he was, until uh, he, he taught them out of the Word and uh, heard him pray and stuff. They finally realized who Jesus was, but really it's the, uh, actually just this past, uh, well, Friday, John Helped me Friday morning at the house. And then Friday afternoon, I was doing some more stuff out in the yard. And just as I as was spending some time out there in prayer and stuff, and I, I just felt like God would have us change what we was going to look at this morning, preach this morning. And we're going to look in Luke chapter 22. You know, this week, there's been been many disturbing events this week. If you've watched the news much at all, you know, over in Kenya, there was uh, right at 150 people massacred. And from my understanding, from reading some of the, uh, you know, they basically came in and said, well, you know, are you a Christian? Come on this side of the Room, if you're a Muslim, come on this side of the room, kill all the folks that were Christians. What my understanding was, of what happened. You know, this week there was the bill that came before the in Indiana, the Religious Freedom Act that came up, and from that, just all sorts of protests and, you know, coming up because folks were saying, well, somebody for one group of people to say, no, I don't want to participate a certain way because my religious beliefs, other folks got upset. You know, that's just the kind of the world we're living in today, isn't it? And the same type thing was coming up in Arkansas. And uh, Arkansas kind of put it off. And Indiana, after they had one one bill passed because of all the uproar, they changed the wording and trying to make everybody happy. You know, with everything happening in America, if you're a Christian and you believe the name of Christ, it'd be easy to get discouraged, wouldn't it? You know, actually, I even read an article this week about pastors, and they said, that Easter time it was something that you know should be a time of great excitement. They said for so many pastors it's a great time of anxiety, you know, around Christmas time. 
because they said some pastors got discouraged when they didn't, when there wasn't as many people showed up at the church as they thought should show up at the church. Then other pastors got <laughs> discouraged because they thought, well, there's folks that's been there and haven't been there uh, since last Easter. Why don't they ever come back? You know, and you, you start looking, and there's just so much discouragement. And then even this morning, when the projectors would not come on, goodness gracious, it just life just keeps getting more exciting. Doesn't it? But you know, if we look in God's Word and really looking in our text today, I think we can bring some clarity to some of the trials and the discouragements that we go through uh, in this life. And the message today is going to be a little bit different because we're going to look at several passages of Scripture. But first, let's read Luke chapter 22, and we'll read verses 47 through 53. And if you would, uh, in honor of God's Word, if you can, just uh, let's stand and read as we read God's Word. <laughs> the Bible says in Luke chapter 22, and begin reading with verse 47. <coughs> and while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss them. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Let's all pray. Lord, I just pray today. God, as we look in your word, God, I pray that you would encourage those that are disturbed. God, I pray you would convict each one of us, Lord. God, I pray that you would move in this place in such a way, God, that we would all be changed. Lord, if there is someone here that has never trusted you as their Savior, God, let today be the day that we make that decision. God, I pray for your unction to preach your word. God, I pray if there's anything that would hinder your word, God, that you remove it. God, that today, Lord, you'd be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. You know, if we look, if we look through numerous times in Scripture, we see this uh, or then the New Testament talking about my hour or Jesus talking about his hour. And really, if we look all the way back, back in 
John chapter number 2, the, the gospel of John chapter number 2, as Jesus was there at the marriage of Canaan, and Mary, his mother, come up and asked him to perform a miracle, Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. It wasn't, he said it wasn't time yet. You know, if we going on down in John chapter number 7, when they were about to take Jesus by force and was wanting to kill him because of his preaching, the Bible says, because, uh, they, but they, no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Going on down into John chapter number 8, when he was there again preaching, and they were ready to lay hands on him, the Bible said, and no one laid hands on him, for his hour had not yet come. You know, it wasn't time for him at that time to die. But here we come to this point in the scripture where we can see in Luke chapter 22 when Jesus declared he said Satan right now is your out and the power of darkness but you know I'm glad it didn't end there you know if we look I think we can see from this passage here first the hour of sin. You know, it was it was a time that at this point in Luke chapter 22, sin was running. You know, they thought that they were going to destroy the Savior. They thought they were going to end this, this uh, movement of following Christ. They thought they were going to stand America reigning in America. You know, we are no longer a Christian nation, but we're post-Christian, and Satan may be seeming like he's making headway on every front. But let me just say, this is your hour. You know, if we if we go on down, he's that word power really even has to do with uh, someone having a choice. And doing as they please. You know, that's where we're at in America today. So many people, they're just doing as they please. They're not wanting to hear what God has to say, or not wanting to live their life for and following Christ. And you know, you may be in that situation today where you're living your life for yourself. That the darkness there, that power of darkness. You know, isn't it ironic that they came to get Jesus and it was dark outside. But more than it being dark outside, the power of darkness, Satan was trying to move at this point. And Jesus said, right now, it's your hour. <coughs> It's your hour. You know, it's not time to fight. It's your hour. It's, but, I'm glad. This might be your hour. But everything's not over yet. You know, Jesus said, this is your hour. But he knew in three days he's coming back out of grave. He knew it wasn't over. You know, have you ever watched a 
sporting event, a football game or a basketball game for a team that you really like and it was a rerun? You ever watched that? You know, I have. I, I must admit, I've watched. And where do you know what the outcome is? I can remember in times past watching a football game and, you know, knew that Georgia Tech was playing Georgia and knew that in the end they were going to win because I'd already heard the score. And it didn't matter how far down they got. It did not worry me. <laughs> because, you know what, I already knew what was going to happen in the end. And, you know, for us today, what we need to realize that right now Satan may seem like he's making inroads in every part of your life. And he may seem like he's trying to hinder you everywhere you go. And he may be just trying to trip you up. But let me just tell you what, if you're a child of God, it's not over yet. You know, it may be his hour right now. But here in a few days, it'll no longer be his hour. I already know what the outcome is going to be. I don't have to be worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Because I know no matter what happens tomorrow, I know what's going to, what the end result will be. Here, Jesus said, but you're, this is your hour. You know, if we look other places in Scripture, we can see here this the hour of sin. We can see the hour of sacrifice. Jesus as he was there within just a few days of the cross on John chapter in John chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 1, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come. You know what? It surprised Jesus that he went to the cross. He knew he was going to go to the cross. If we go on in John chapter 16, the night before he was crucified, just right before the scripture that we read here in Luke chapter 22, John chapter 16, they were probably walking from where they had the, the last supper to Gethsemane where Jesus was praying. And Jesus said in verse 31, do you now believe indeed the hour is coming? Yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. You know, for Jesus, he knew that he was about to go to the cross. And he said, look at it from his standpoint. I know you're all about to be scattered. You know, you may be in a point in your life where you feel like you've been scattered. Where Satan's got you off track. Where you're no longer staying close to Jesus. Jesus said, I'm about to be alone. All y'all are going to be scattered. He knew that was the hour that was coming. But it wasn't the final hour. You know, if we go a little further in Matthew chapter 26, verse 45, 
as Jesus was praying there in the garden. Verse 44, so he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Jesus knew what he was about to endure, yet he still was ready to endure it for you and for me. You know, Jesus came to this earth to provide salvation. And today, if you've never experienced forgiveness through Jesus Christ, the next hour we're going to look at is the hour of salvation. The Bible tells us in John chapter 5, as Jesus was preaching, he said, Most assuredly I say to you, who he who hears my words and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death unto life. Most assuredly I say to you the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. You know who those dead were? It's all of us who are dead in our trespasses and sins. If you were, we're all born dead. The Bible says all would sin and come short of God's glory. The wages of sin is death. But Jesus said, I've come and anybody will hear me. Place their faith and their trust in me. You can live. That's He came to provide salvation. And He said the hour is now. Because He came. Right now you can have that salvation. It's not a matter of sometime later, sometime in the future. Now you can trust Christ as your Savior. If you just will. If you'll make that commitment. If we're going down in verse number 28, he said, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the grave will hear his voice and will come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. Those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. You know what Jesus come back and even said? He said, one day I'm going to speak and everybody's going to come back from the dead. You know, those who have trusted me will be there in heaven with him. Those who have not will have to endure the great white throne judgment and to be cast into eternal hell. But today, he said, is the hour of salvation. Today is the time that you can trust Jesus as your Savior. You know, Jesus, as we look at this hour of salvation, Jesus spoke in John chapter 4 to a woman at a well in Samaria. And he begins to speak with her. And he first says, why don't you get me drink water? 
And she said, why are you nasty me? I'm a Samaritan. Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritans. And he said, you know, if you had just asked me, I'd give you water, living water. She said, how can you even draw? And then she begins to try to turn it as she began to get under conviction for the sin in her life. She began to try to turn it into a theological debate. Well, you say we should worship in Jerusalem. Our fathers said we should worship in this mountain. What should we do? And Jesus said, woman, believe in me. He just kind of cut through like all the theology. He just said, you believe in me. He said, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. He goes on to say, uh, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. You know, this morning, with it being this hour of salvation, have you just came here today to attend the worship service? Or are you seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth? You know who is the truth? Jesus. He's the one. He's the one that provided salvation. But you know, if we go a little further, it does not end there. The Bible. In John chapter 12, again, right before Jesus went to the cross, <coughs> we can begin to see the hour of spring. Jesus in John 12 and 23, Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. You know, isn't it strange that Jesus talked about going to the cross He said, Tom, this is going to be glory. He said, it's going to be glory when I go and die on the cross. You know why? Because just as we looked at the beginning, he could say, right now it's your hour. But my hour's coming. Right now it's your hour. Right now, Satan, you may be beating me down, but it ain't over yet. It may be your hour right now, but the Son of Man is about to be glorified. The hour is coming, or he'll be glorified. You know, he was glorified as he died on the cross and rose that third day. If we go on, he says, then a voice came from heaven. Say, I have both glorified and glorified again. When Jesus said, just glorify me. The Bible says, and they 
the people around thought it had thunder. He says, Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Jesus realized that it was his hour to be glorified by dying on the cross so that we could leave, so that we could obtain salvation. Going on down in John chapter 17, again, uh, Jesus, as he prayed there in the garden, he spoke and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. And you know, as he died there on the cross, and he rose from the dead, I'm glad that's still not the end. We may think that life's tough. This morning in Sunday school, we were talking about the rapture of the church. And I said, the people really believe Jesus is coming back. The people really believe that Jesus could come back today. You know, I believe if we really believe that Jesus could come before we left this place today, we'd act a little different. I believe we'd live a little different. There would be things that did not matter to us anymore if we really lived in light of the return of Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells in verse uh, in Luke 12 and verse 40, Therefore be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. He's coming in a time which you will not expect. But as we look, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump for the trouble sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed when Christ returns to this earth, when he raptures the church from this earth. But then in Revelation chapter 19, we see when Christ is going to return to this earth. And it will be his hour, his hour of victory. The Bible says, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who is sat on him, on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. And it goes on to describe Jesus. And then down in verse number 16, it says, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know, at that time, that would be his hour that he'll be triumphant over all of this world. He, he's the one. You know, today, what hour are you living in right now? You know, right now, you may be living in that hour of sin. You may be living that hour of sin where you've been deceived by Satan. You may be discouraged. You know what? You just need to realize it's not over yet. Heard a statement just within the last few days. The guy said he, fella come up to him had been looking for a job. And he said, Preacher, I got a job. Praise the Lord. The Lord's still on the throne. He said, you know what I told that young guy? 
Praise God, if you didn't have a job, he's still on the throne. No. It don't matter what's happening. He's still on the throne. It may be his hour. But it's a definite part of time. It's not going to continue. You know, you may need to be encouraged because a trial you're going through. Satan may be beating you up right now. It may be his hour in the power of darkness. But it's not over yet. You know, maybe you need to experience that hour of salvation. Jesus came that you could experience salvation. You know, today, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, maybe you don't even realize what's happening. You just feel a, something inside you. You just know that you realize you're lost and need forgiveness. Jesus said, if you'll confess with your mouth, you know the best way to do that? Just pray and tell God, Lord, I know I'm sinning. Lord, I know I want to trust you as the one that, can, that I can receive forgiveness from. For you, maybe you need to experience that hour of salvation. You know today? We're looking for his return. That hour we'll see him in all his glory and all his splendor. But we're living our life in life of the return of Jesus Christ. We're going to have a time of prayer. And then we're going to have a song. If God spoke in your heart, I'd ask you to come down to all and we'll pray with you. It's not about what I can say, it's about what Jesus can do for you. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray today. God, would you work in this place? God, I pray that your words, that your words will touch people's lives and touch people's hearts. Lord, as we see that night before you were crucified, Lord, you realize the trials you were going to have to go through. Lord, it was there out of power and darkness. But God, I'm glad you're victorious. Lord, we just want to thank you. God, I pray that there's someone who does not know you, Lord, they Thank you today. They understand your love. Come and trust you. Lord, if there's someone discouraged, God, I pray today. They realize it's not over yet. Even at the grave, it's not over yet. We're looking for your soon return. Yes, with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.